Welcome to Just Beat Us, the podcast about the real side of living with type 1 every day. Your hosts are Millie and Jeline. This podcast is for anyone who wants to commiserate, swap war stories, and build a community of support around Just Beat Us. Hey, so this is Millie. And I'm Jeline. And you are listening to the Just Beat Us podcast. Um, and today we are going to talk about um, diabetes technology and the pumps and continuous glucose monitors that we use and sort of the history of all that good stuff. The stuff we literally cannot live without. Yes, absolutely. So we talked in our first episode about um, what we're on. Like I have a Medtronic pump and a Medtronic CGM and... I'm using an Omnipod, and I also have the Dexcom CGM. Yeah. And I've been on Medtronic for, like, ever, like, 18, almost 19 years now. Um, And just, like, a little history. So, Minimed was the original company, and they put out their first pump in 1983, which is, like, wild, because I didn't even know that that was a thing. That's crazy, because when I first got diagnosed, I didn't even know pumps were... I just thought shots were the only option. Because everyone goes on shots right away and it's like, this is how you treat it. And then maybe you hear about it, you know, later on. Um, When I went to diabetes camp, because I was super cool, um, (laughs) I remember like my camp counselor being like, I had one of the first pumps and it was like a backpack. Like trying, trying it out, like with the technology was like so big that they literally had to have it as like a backpack, which... This little thing that we're wearing is, like, so annoying to me. (laughs) Like, can you imagine Imagine. having a backpack? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so then the pump that I first went on came out in 1999, and I got on it in 2000. And then they, I guess, released a continuous glucose monitor um, in, like, 2004, but I didn't even hear about it as really an option until, like... 2010 probably like I feel like when I got out of college it was like oh this new thing CGM is like an option I was like sounds amazing but how much money (laughs) is that gonna be right (laughs) um yeah and then so I went on the CGM in February of 2017 and that was totally life-changing like I didn't even know how much I didn't know until I got on it Um, and I just went with Medtronic because they literally like called me and were like, we have this free upgrade program because the FDA just approved the like closed loop, which is the, it's basically the pump actually responds to the information that it's getting from the CGM. Yeah. So it'll suspend when you're like going low and it won't give you any basal. And then you, if you turn on what's called auto mode, it'll actually adjust your basal continuously to try to keep you in range. Um, so they had this like huge push to get all of these people on it. Cause I think it was like a big f- thing for them to get the FDA approval on it and be the first one. And I think they just made like a land grab, you know, of like, we want the market share, like let's get everyone on this and see how it goes. Um, so yeah, so I started using that summer of 2017 and, um, I didn't love it, but that's sort of where I'm at now. How, how did you get onto your tech? So I actually have only been on the pump for about seven years. Um, so most of my diabetic life has been 
syringe and vials. And then I had the insulin pens and I was Mm -hmm. doing um, manual injections. And then when I was in college, like my doctor was really adamant, like wanted to get me on the pump. Um, But I was too scared. Like it was too much of a commitment for me, like not being close enough to home. And in a way I felt like it was, I knew I was, I knew I wasn't really doing well. So it almost like it bought me more time. Like I was like, Oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. What were you scared of? Just the, the commitment of having something being attached to me at all times. And, you know, they said when, you know, when you're first on the pump, you have to do X amount of blood sugar checks throughout the night, setting an alarm. And you kind of had to like prove yourself. Yeah, totally. Um, and I already, I already felt like a failure before I even attempted to try. It's so sad. Like I, I really, I really did. I was just like, well, there's no way they're going to give me the pump because I barely check my blood sugar as it is. Yeah. Um, but it actually was kind of the, the push that I needed, I think to, to take care of myself was like, okay, if I want this piece of technology, that's going to better my life, then I need to better my life. Yeah. Like you kind of have to pony up and do the work. Yeah. So I did. So that was like after you got out of college. That was when I was out of college. Yep. I didn't get on the pump till I was 22. Okay. I had mentioned in the previous podcast, my diabetes educator, um, she's also type one and she has the Omnipod. And so she had given me information about, you know, all the pumps kind of on the market Mm because it's, that's what it is. That's what she used. And I kind of I kind of didn't even really question the other ones. Like I didn't even really dive into that. I was like, oh, this is what you use. Right. I'm gonna use that. Well, and it's kind of hard to know without using them what the pros and cons would be. Like I feel that way even just about the Medtronic now. I'm like, I've used it for so long. I don't even know what switching would do, what mm-hmm. the differences are, because there's so many little things that bother me about it. And then there's so many like great things that I'm sure I don't realize other things don't have. So right. if you have someone you respect, you'll probably just go with <laughs> their opinion. But well, even when you were just saying about the closed loop system and the, all that, like the Omnipod doesn't have that. So that's an attraction to me. Like, oh, I would kind of like to see how that works. But you said you're you're not really a fan of it. Yeah. You feel like it's like accurate or? So... Basically, I mean, so when you're on the pump, you have your basal rates, which like when you're setting it up, that's such a pain to figure out what they're supposed to be. You have Mm -hmm. to constantly adjust. Your weekends are so different from your weekdays. Like you pretty much have to just do nothing and not eat to know (laughs) if you're going to be stable if you have the basal rate, right? So I feel like it was a lot of work getting to the right basils and I still, I make like little adjustments. If, you know, I've actually been exercising a lot, I'll wind up having to turn it down, whatever. With the auto loop, the concept of basal rate kind of goes away, which is weird to me having dealt with it for so long. And it really just constantly reacts. Like it gives little tiny micro doses over and over, but it doesn't really tell you what the hourly rate is, which is what I'm like used to thinking about it, you know? Um, so I would sit there and I would watch and be like, okay, it's giving me 0.01. And then in another seven minutes, it gives me another 0.01. And like, if you add it up, it wouldn't meet my normal hourly basal rate. And I could see that in 
my blood sugar trend too. I would just oh. see it going up and going up and going up. And I like I would call customer service and they'd be like, oh, well, it takes some time to learn. Because um, apparently like the sensor is supposed to pick up on what your body is doing and how your blood sugar reacts to stuff and like smart learn and adjust. And it just, I did it for probably two months. And then I kind of just got frustrated and gave up and was like, you know what? I'm good with my basils. I'm, it yells at me if I go high or low. So like I can manually make the adjustment if I need to. And I've been pretty happy with that. And I actually, when I first got the CGM, my A1C dropped to 6.9, which was like absolutely by far the best A1C I had ever had in my whole life. And then after I did the auto mode, it went back up to 7.2, which like, isn't that bad, but I was like, man, (laughs) I just got it down. And like, this is supposed to be helping me. And like, number one, it's frustrating me. And number two, it doesn't seem to be as effective. So Mm. I kind of gave up on that, but I'm also sort of a reactive person (laughs) when it comes to my diabetes where I'm like, well, screw that. I'm doing my own thing. So that's interesting though. It's a feature that you can turn on or off. You don't have to like like it doesn't have to function that way at all times. Yeah, totally. So it, it's a mode that you just toggle into. So like I could turn it back on right now. Like I didn't have to switch anything out to go mm-hmm. back to like my my normal way. Um, and realistically, I probably should try it again just to see. Because um, two months, I mean, I've now I've been wearing the sensor for like two years. So maybe it has like gathered all this data and knows stuff about me. And then I'm also kind of considering switching because I have new insurance through my husband's job. And I think the preferred vendor is Dexcom. And Dexcom is, I feel like, known as the market leader anyway. So I'm like, well, maybe I'll give that a try. Mm-hmm. But So what, like, what is your experience with Dexcom, Ben? Um, so I've actually only had the Dexcom, Dexcom for about a year. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, so my A1Cs hovered around 7.2 four to 7.9 for like a long time. Yeah. Like probably the past two or three years and then got it down to like 7.0 and I was pumped about that. Yep. And my insurance actually changed as of last year. Um, I don't really understand health insurance. To be <laughs> That's a, a whole nother episode. <laughs> so I don't know. My when I first inquired about the Dexcom, they told me it was going to be like 780 something dollars to get the device. And then the sensors would be like 300 and something dollars like per, like every time I would refill. And that was with coverage. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. And then now it was, well, it was covered for the last year. Now this year is, it's different again, but like you said, we'll get into that another every, time. Every year it's different. Exactly. Just when you think yeah. you've figured it out. I'm like, yes, it's covered. <laughs> oh no, why, why yeah. this automated thing is telling me I'm and now I have to pay $289. But when I got on the Dexcom, I reached my lowest A1C ever. Yep. Like in the 17 years that I have had type one, I went from a 7.2 to a 6.6. Wow. And I attribute that 1 million percent to Dexcom. Yeah. Because I typically have these morning trends where I will drop, but overnight I am a little more resistant, I guess. So to be able to see that information and to adjust it accordingly 
And even like when I'm going to work out and to know, okay, my blood sugar is 140, but I'm double arrows down. Okay. I'm not going to go work out when I'm 140, double arrows going down. Like I'm going to either put on a temp basil, suspend it for a half hour, drink a juice box. I mean, there are a couple different options, but yeah, by far the Dexcom, I mean, I've talked to other like type ones in the wild, as people call it, (laughs) like when you find somebody that has a device stuck to them and you're like, Like, hey, I know what that is. (laughs) Let's be best friends. They're like, oh, yeah, I've thought about the Dexcom, but it's just another thing that's attached to me. And I'm like, well, yes, but I promise you it will change your life. Like it will be the best decision you ever made. Yeah, I feel like at this point, I mean, I've been on the pump forever, so I can't imagine going back to injections, but like I'd almost rather have the CGM over the pump just for the amount of information that it gives you. Um, The trending thing is huge because it is like you do your blood sugar and it's like this weird little like pinpoint in time, but you have no idea whether you're going to be 50 points higher in 20 minutes or 50 points lower. So like just knowing the trend information is like wildly helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like, like you in my, you know, late teens, early twenties, like I just didn't do my blood sugar enough. Like it was just always such a chore and I'm like, well, it's probably fine. I feel fine. It's probably fine. Whereas this is like, Oh, you're 180. I'm going to wake you up in the middle of the night. Yes. (laughs) Which is annoying. Oh yeah. Super annoying. But it, works and it's probably worth it even though you know sometimes my sleep cycle doesn't agree with me (laughs) (laughs) I think one of the frequently asked questions about it is that is about the alarms and like isn't that annoying I would never I would never be able to deal with that and I'm like I mean you can set your own range yeah you can you can make your range 60 to 250 and you'll you know You'll get an alarm sporadically, but if you're trying to get, if you're trying to achieve something or you have a goal, you're going to set your, your range to be 80 to 140. Right. Yeah. You're probably going to have a lot more alarms go off, but you'll also probably stay in that range. Exactly. Yeah, which it, is it like more like it. motivates you like, Oh, this vibration. You, you can set it to a vibration <laughs> unless you're urgent low, which is kind of nice. It will it will go off. It will sound and go off no matter what. If you're like below fifty, I think. Mm-hmm. So the answer would be like, no, the alarms aren't that annoying because you do have somewhat of a control over them. And if anything, it's just going to help you. It's going to benefit you. Yeah, and I think your attitude and your approach towards it can change as like you change in your life too. Because so I I had mine set to go off between I think 60 and 200 just I was like well 200 high whatever and then I had to get a new pump because this one broke so they like FedEx me a new one and as I was putting in my info I was like I'm gonna do 180 like I don't want to wait until I get to 200 right so and that's because like I'm feeling like I'm in a good place and like willing to tackle that but sometimes I'm like, I don't want to hear from this thing ever. And like, mm-hmm. and you can adjust it to deal with like when you're feeling burnt out or whatever. Um, I mean, obviously not with the low stuff. Like you want right. to know. Right. Um, does Dexcom ever give you like false, like bad information? I would say occasionally it gives a little bit of inaccuracy, but rarely. Okay. So the Dexcom, um, they tell you that, you know, it should last for seven days. 
and you actually, there is a, a feature. Um, I don't believe you are able to do this on the G6, on the new one. So you're on the G5? I'm on okay. the G5, yeah. So I don't believe this is an option anymore for the G6, but on the G5, you can kind of restart the, the um, like the device that you already have in. Mm-hmm. And I can give myself another like five days out of that. I don't think before the, it gets like before wonky. it gets a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, towards the towards the end of the second week, which technically you're not even supposed to have it in that long anyway. I think it gets a little like there's a lot of lag time. Yeah, yeah. Which the CGMs have a lag time in general anyway. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the big things that they teach you when you get on it is like, and this happens to me where I'll feel a low, I can see that I'm trending down, I'll treat the low, and then, like, five minutes later, it yells at me. you're 40. (laughs) I'm like, no, I know I, like, was 40, (laughs) but, like, I'm good. Like, can I dial in the juice so that you can, like, relax a little bit? Mm -hmm. Thank you for looking out, but I'm good. Um, Yeah, so there's that lag time. I So there's kind of the same thing with the Medtronic CGM where – it's it lasts seven days and then it needs to be recharged. So I will like take the transmitter part out and leave the sensor inserted, charge it, and then plug it back in for another seven days. Cause like they are super expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like you want to get the most out of it that you can. Right. So and why I've, not? And I've found honestly, even for that second seven day period, it's pretty much been fine. Like it's mm-hmm. been pretty accurate. Um and like you have to calibrate two times a day, which is not that bad at all. Is Dexcom twice a day too? Yes. Okay. Well, it will say enter blood blood glucose, but it will still read your sugar. Like, will yours? Or you have to calibrate. I have to calibrate. Or, and, it, and it alarms every hour that you don't calibrate. Oh. So, like, if I forget to calibrate before I go to bed, which this happens a lot, <laughs> <laughs> it will go off every hour until I actually, like, oh. stack up and do my blood sugar and enter it in. And I'm like alarm deaf at this point because I'm, I'm such a talented sleeper. It's one of my, my (laughs) biggest skills is sleeping. (laughs) I board a plane, I sit down and I immediately fall asleep and I'll be asleep for the whole flight. You guys would be great (laughs) passengers together. Well, and so Will, my husband is completely the opposite. He's total insomniac. He never sleeps. And so I just sleep through my alarms and he's like, Millie, Millie. You have to calibrate, you have to calibrate. <laughs> it's yelling, it's yelling again, and it'll just go through the whole night. And I'm just, I'm really, thank you for loving me, Will. <laughs> thank you for not leaving. <laughs> but that was one of the times where I was like, wow, like Will really like knows me and pays attention because with the the Medtronic alarms, the going low is do 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 do, and the going high is do 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 do. <laughs> and like I had just gotten it and like I wasn't really used to it. I had sort of just figured this out like, you know, a week into having the pump. And Will hears the alarm and he goes, Oh, you're going high, huh? And I was like, I didn't even tell you that. You've just been oh. paying attention. Like it was so cute. <laughs> um, yeah, the the alarms I the alarms are pretty smart on the Medtronic CGM, but they're also just like so uh, this is one of my main beefs with the Medtronic one is like the alarms are all the same level of urgency all the time. So I'm like, if my sensor expires, it will beep and then it will vibrate and then it will sound like a fire alarm. And I'm like, you're not giving me any helpful information right now. Like a beep would do it. 
Like you're letting me know that the sensor's expired. I'm at work. I'm not going to take any action right now. Mm-hmm. Stop screaming at me. But it, it's like that across the board. Like any little alarm is the same level of increasing urgency. And it just drives me crazy. With your CGM, um, is that something that can only be read on like your pump screen? Yes. Yeah. So it integrates directly with the pump and it's like this cute little graph, which is very helpful, but it's the only place you can read it. So it doesn't connect with my phone, which I would love to be able to see it on my phone. Like Dexcom does the phone and you can have like other people have the app too, right? Like remote monitoring. So that would be like so cool. Like I would love that. Do you share that with anyone? With Just with John. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've been at work where he's texted me like, are you okay? I see that you're, you're 45. Are you okay? And I mean, it, it's, it's nice. Right. It's like, Oh, someone else is getting it and actually cares as opposed to me at work, just being like, oh, I need to like drink some juice. Can you like, can you watch the bar? Can you blah, blah, blah. Can you like, it's, it's nice. Right. To have and someone I, looking out. I think more so for like parent child. Oh yeah. Relationship. Like, I have a friend who her daughter's type one, but she's, I think she's like 14 or 15 now. And she went on a school trip to Spain. They're in Spain right now. And she's on the Dexcom. So my friend has been like meticulously watching it and then we'll send messages accordingly. Mm -hmm. And I asked her, I was like, do you think if the Dexcom was not like an existing product, do you think you would have let your daughter go on that trip? Because I, I don't know how as a parent you would deal with that. Right. Just not knowing. Mm -hmm. I mean, and especially when we were growing up with it, like I didn't even have a cell phone until I was 16, you know? Yeah. And I didn't go on any, uh, European trips until, I mean, I went with my parents and stuff, but never like alone from my parents until I was in college. And I went to, (laughs) I went to Ghana in Africa and they were like, why would you, this is the worst place for you to go. This is like so much prep work you have to do. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm 19. I'm going to do it. But yeah, it was like, my mom would have been so happy if she could have remote That's amazing though. I'm sure as parents, you want to give your child that independence to know that they can take care of themselves. But at the same time, if you have been the caretaker for however long, like my friend's daughter was diagnosed when she was seven. So at seven, she obviously wasn't, yeah, taking you care of herself or doing injections herself. It mm-hmm. just the CGM and the technology now has come such a long way, and the customer service too. I will say for both Dexcom and Omnipod is absolutely unbelievable, like in a good way. That's awesome. <laughs> like I've had pump issue, like PDM issues, and they have overnighted me a new pump system, and I get it within like six hours. It's insane. Yeah, I've had pumps like couriered to my house before yes. because it's like it died. That I, I mean, I have syringes, but you know, I don't even have long acting insulin as a backup right yeah, now because no, like, I'm irresponsible. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be taking <laughs> taking shots every two hours until this pump shows up and they make it happen. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think that it's really important to have really good customer service for like for a condition like this. But yeah, I mean, Medtronic has always been really great to me too. So for the Omnipod, I mean, I know you you took the recommendation of your diabetes educator, but do you have any like opinions on having it be so closely attached to you as opposed to like a tubed pump? 
Um, honestly, no. I think the freedom to wear it on my arm, on my stomach, my lower back. Um, I I've seen on Instagram. I've seen people wear it in all kinds of places, like <laughs> the back of their calves. I've seen people the wear back it of like their calves. I've seen people wear it like on their chest. Does it have? I don't know how that works. But. Does it have to go into a fatty area? So I mean, yeah, it's supposed essentially, to. Yeah, 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 it should. It should be. So like, I've I wear the Dexcom on the side of my thigh, which I and I love it. And I have tried to wear the Omnipod on the side of my thigh. And for some reason, I just, I don't get great absorption in that yeah. area. Um, I guess the more fat is on my stomach and my arms. <laughs> so that's the most convenient place for me. I, I mean, I don't think I could, I would ever consider switching. I think the flexibility of, like I said, of being able to wear it in so many different places so that scar tissue isn't building up mm-hmm. and you're not bruising so much or um like jeopardizing the absorption in in so many of like the same places I love it yeah so you you primarily do arms for the pod so I do my arms and right now I'm doing like arms and stomach like I'll rotate right right arm left arm left side of my stomach right side of my stomach and kind of switch between um, all four because I was wearing it on my lower back consistently for like a couple years. I ended up getting an infection because I wasn't alcohol swabbing, which I won't say alcohol swab every single time now, but you should. <laughs> I cannot remember the last time I used an alcohol swab. <laughs> yeah. Well, but noted, noted. It's, it's, a, I, it's I own a, them. They're in this house thing. somewhere. <laughs> I was like, I'm buying like six boxes of alcohol swabs after I got that infection. I freaked out. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, so I, when I first was on the pump when I was 12, I did just my stomach for like two years. And I had the same thing happen where it got like the scar, scar tissue. tissue. So it's like having issues with absorption. And also I was in, I was 14. So I was in that awkward body phase where I was like, this is making my stomach fat. Like you can see the bumps, which I'm, I mean, I'd love my 14 year old body back. (laughs) Like those bumps have never gone away. Um, yeah. So then I switched to just my thighs and my, that like my hips, like the back of my hips. And now with a CGM, that was like a big thing is I was like, now I have to find two spots mm-hmm. at all times on my body. So now I just do the CGM in my thighs and just do the pump in the back of my hips, which has worked well. I have a wider area to work with now that I have more <laughs> body mass. Um, but I've never put anything in my arms. Like that to me is so like, I don't even know how I would put it in, you know? Yeah. I mean, with the Omnipod, like it just literally sticks on like a band-aid and then you press a button and, and it, it just, it just yeah. kind of retracts like it would like when you prick your finger. Right. No, that makes sense. Cause like the, my pump site, it's like there's insertion and like tape. Well, I guess I don't even use tape anymore on that. I don't know. I've gone through different types of infusion sets too. I used to have one when I started that was like this nub with two flaps and then you tape it down and it always, even when you took a shower and unhooked it, it would have like two inches of tail like hanging off my stomach. Like it was so janky looking (laughs) and now they've like condensed it a lot more. So like they've made huge strides in the technology, but which I I think that will continue. 
yeah, everything will get lighter and smaller transport. Yeah. Yeah. One thing with the new, um, the new auto loop pump is it got bigger because it's a color screen for the little graph and now it has a double A instead of a triple A and I'm like, so big now. So I'm obviously open to exploring if you can't tell. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to try every kind of pump now. I've, I've seen, um, a couple of people that I follow on Instagram who have been on a pump for, for years are like, oh, I'm taking a pump break going back to MDI. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. And like, A, if you would ever consider that. And if you would, why would you? And if not, why not? So I did take a pump break one summer when I was 18. Um, so I'd been on the pump for six years. Yeah, I can do math. Um, and I, so I grew up in central Massachusetts and then my parents moved to Gloucester, which is where we are now, um, which is like a, a beach town. And I was excited to be near the beach and be in the water and the pump makes it annoying, Mm -hmm. you know? So I was like, screw it. I'm going to go back on shots. And I did Lantis with a pen. So I was basically just taking one shot in the morning with my long acting and then, um, like the equivalent of a bolus, like a shot every time I ate, which was fine. But I mean, I, and the freedom was nice from the, having the physical thing attached to me, but just the level of control wasn't really there either. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, at that time I also wasn't like super great about like following up on stuff. So I'd eat and I'd be like, "Eh, I'll, I'll get my pen whenever. And like, you know, it doesn't happen. So I mean, I think I could see myself. No, no, I couldn't. I take it back. I don't think I could do it again. Mm-hmm. Being back on, being back on shots. Would you recommend your specific pump to people who are about to like switch from injections to a pump? I think so. I mean, it's a hard question because I haven't used anything else, so I don't really have like an opinion on the other stuff. I would say, I think that, um, the auto loop has gotten some really positive feedback. So I think it definitely works for people. And that would take a lot of the, the like personal onus off people to manage their own rates all the time. So I think that's like a huge benefit. And I think that that technology is going to improve a lot and be more viable. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think Medtronic is great. Um, it's a little bit higher touch than I want to deal with. Like that's really my biggest thing is like the alarms issues. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that your, your diabetes care is like so personal and the most important thing is finding something that you can stick with. So even if you run a little bit higher, if the alarms aren't making you want to rip it out of your body and go crazy, like that's the most important thing is like yes. something that you can stick with. And that's with anything with health too. It's like the most, the best diet is the one that you stick with. The best exercise is the yeah. one that you like and you'll do. And it's this kind of the same yeah. with diabetes. Absolutely. I agree. Would you ever try MDI again? No. Yeah. Um, I, I I think like what you said with the control aspect of things and like 
having to give yourself that long acting on such in such a large dose just once during the day as opposed to getting what you you know maybe should be getting over the course of 24 hours like right. slowly being released like your pump is basically acting like a pancreas right i mean that's the closest you can get to what your pancreas would actually do and nothing against anyone who who prefers injections um like you said it's all personal preference and what works for you but i personally would never go back to injections because i think i would it would be too easy for me to lose control right yeah no totally and i i think it's a different discussion if you're like a super hardcore athlete which i think the control is really important but i probably is harder to, you know, be swimming all the time or whatever and have a device attached to you. So, like, I understand that for sure. And people are just weird about having things on them. Yes. Although now that we have cell phone culture, I feel like you can't really <laughs> say that anymore. People are have things attached to them always. All the time. Yeah, all the time. Um, no, but, like, so my cousin's husband, um, he has type 1. He's Swedish. And, like, I remember the first time I met him, I was blown away. His his A1C is great, whatever. We've had conversations about this, but he does injections. He's a super athlete. And like we went out to breakfast and he orders pancakes and an orange juice and just like shoots up for it. And I'm like, I could never do this. And that's what I was like, everyone is so different. And like the way you can handle it is so different. And his control is so great. Like, I'm so jealous of you. I haven't eaten pancakes in years. Right? <laughs> I'd love a stack of I pancakes right now. I orange juice when my blood sugar is low. Like, Truly. not for enjoyment. I've never, <laughs> right, I've never, like, sat down and had a glass of orange juice for fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, your, with your pancakes. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the pump was huge for me when I was 12, and the CGM, I mean, I've had now for, like, two years, and that was a total, total game changer. And I think that, more than anything else, is, like, what I would recommend to people. Yeah. I, uh, I work with a, a girl who is about my age and she has type one and she's been struggling. And I think, I don't think she really had anyone to talk to or knew a lot of other people with type one till, till she met me. And we talked, she came over to my house. She saw my supplies. She saw like my journal that I, I mean, I don't write in it every day, but like I go through phases where I'm super meticulous and then I kind of fall off a little bit and go back to it. And she, she was asking me questions. I was like, if there's one thing I would recommend, it would be the CGM. Yeah. Like, I reached my lowest A1C from being diagnosed because of this device. Right. Well, and it is, I mean, even when I was good at doing my blood sugar, you know, if you, like, I think of it all as a graph now, and I would have, you know, eight little dots on the graph. I'd have a little dot when I wake up, a little dot after I ate, like, all scattered. And the picture is so different now. Like, it is actually a full picture. And it's not even a retroactive picture where, you, like, you can look back and see trends, but it's, like, while it's happening. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. We love CGM. Yes. Team, team CGM team here. Team CGM. At just beat us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if anyone has questions about diabetes technology that they should totally reach out to one of us, especially since we both use different technology. Right. I mean, if and when I switch, I'm going to ask you a ton of questions. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I actually, I have one other question I just thought of for the Omnipod. So what do you, 
what do you bolus from? So there's a device. Um, it actually looks like a little BlackBerry. Okay. Um, I was just reading something about it. It's basically like the size of a deck of cards. And that is your your uh, glucose monitor. Mm-hmm. And it's what you bolus from. Oh. It's what you set all your, your basal settings, your bolt... Um, like your temp basils, everything is from that device. That's interesting that it's the glucose monitor too. Mm-hmm. So it's like at least you're consolidating that, even yes. though you have another device. At yes. least you're consolidating that. Yep. So it it take it uses um, freestyle test strips, and um, that is what you would use for everything. Yeah, that's awesome. So you don't ha- and you don't have to have that attached to you. Right, you can throw it in your like purse. It's in my bag at all times, unless right. I bolus like. I'll bolus, throw it in my bag, and it can, like, it will finish the bolus regardless if it's two feet away from me or right it's down the just, street. It's off on its merry way. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the with the Medtronic, it's all like it doesn't. It it's one system which is awesome, but it doesn't integrate with anything else. So like, if I want to see what my blood sugar is, I gotta you know, dig, and I wear dresses, so I'll wear a dress, I'll have it clipped to my underwear, and I'll have to, like, do the little, like, shuffle to get it out and look at what my blood sugar is and give myself insulin. So it would be cool to have it be monitored and given from something else. When you check your blood sugar, is it on, like, a like a one-touch device? I mean, yeah. is it on, like, a separate monitor? It is on a separate monitor, but it sends it to the pump. So, like, I'll oh. do my blood sugar, and it'll pop up on the pump, and it'll say, do you want to calibrate, and do you want a bolus? And then it'll, ca- like, calculate my bolus for so me. So, does it only work with a separate, te- a certain type of glucose meter? Yeah. So, you have to have a contour next. Um, that's the one that automatically syncs with. Very. I did not know that. Yeah. And it's... I mean, I have another different kind of meter, like, on my bedside table that I just have to dial in the blood sugar. Like, it's not mm-hmm. a big deal that I use one that doesn't integrate. But, yeah, this one makes it a lot more Well, automatically. Convenient. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only other pump that we didn't really talk about is, like, the Tandem. Like, that's the only other one that I even know about. Yeah. That's yeah. And I know nothing about it. I was it. just going to say, <laughs> and I know the name of, of it, and that's about it. Right, right. Um, yeah, so if I ever switch, we'll do an episode on that for sure. Deep dive into all of my, you know, sleepless nights and <laughs> pain which, points which will moving happen. over. Yeah, um, but thank you for listening. Write us with any questions, um, and we will talk to you soon. All right, thank you for listening. Just be Thanks for listening, and as always, feel free to connect with us on social media. You can email any feedback or topic ideas to justbeatus at gmail.com. That's J-U-S-T-B-E-T-E-S at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at Just Beat Us or follow Jalene's T1 Journey at at Jalene T1D at J-I-L-L-E-E-N T1D.